I want to continue on with a message that I began this morning. So I am going to let the band go. Uh, so you guys have done such a great job leading us in worship. Falinga, you're just amazing. I just think every great church is built off the back of lots of incredible, amazing, consistent people. And you are one of the ones here that we love having you in our church. Phenomenal man of God. Phenomenal man of God. All right. So I'm talking about audacious prayers. Day 14 of the fast. Don't think about next Sunday night when we're going to break the fast. Don't think about that right now. Seven days to go as a church. If you're not fasting and you'd like to, can I encourage you, just join us for the last seven days. Jump on board and do a seven-day fast because powerful things happen when you fast. I'm delighted. I've got a dozen people or so that I pray for every day and at least two of them already or three of them in the last week have told me about miracles and breakthroughs that they've been experiencing uh, in their finances, in their family, uh, with prodigals coming back to Christ. So uh, just good signs, good things happening. So uh, I'm just excited about what happens when we fast, all right? What, and what happens when we combine fasting with praying, with praying, not just fasting, not just starving, not just staring at the fridge going, uh, how long have we got to go? But actually pressing into God, believing God. And so audacious prayers is the screen that we're going to pull up, guys, uh, from this morning. That's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about four prayer words that every Christian should know. Four prayer words, all right. Four, four that we, every Christian should know. Uh, so because prayer is the journey of a lifetime. Uh, learning to pray has so many multifacets to it. So there's, there's praying in tongues, the, the, the spirit of, the, you know, when God gives us our heavenly language and we learn to pray in tongues. So that's one of the things. Here it is. Uh, that, that's one of the things, all right? So we pray in tongues. There's, there's worship as part of our prayer life. There is, there is fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Just enjoying God, praying, waiting, talking, enjoying His presence. It's phenomenal. Repentance is part of the entranceway into the presence of God. Thanksgiving. Uh, there's all sorts of different components of prayer. And so that journey of learning about prayer is a phenomenal journey of a lifetime. It's a, the more you pray, the more you want to pray. Prayer starts as a discipline. I, I, I'm praying because I should and I need to, not necessarily because I feel like it, so I'm disciplining myself. But then after a while, it becomes a devotion. It becomes a habit. It becomes a life-giving part of your world. I want to talk specifically about audacious prayers because these are the prayers where we're asking God for stuff. So not all of prayer is asking God for stuff. Lots of, lots of prayer is just like a friendship, a relationship, talking, connecting, loving, worshiping, honoring, humbling ourselves. But, but there is a key component of prayer where we ask God for stuff. This is audacious prayers. And four words that you need to know. Here we go. The first one is this, ask. I know, I know, it's deep. But this is a powerful part of your prayer word. It's ask. Our memory verse for the week is Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. It says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened to you. So that's our memory verse for the week that you can, uh, we'll put that up a little bit later. Oh, there it is. You can get your phone out, save that to your screen. It's interesting because when you first start to ask God to do stuff, you're thinking, well, do I just ask him once and then I'll wait for it to happen? Is that how prayer works? 
But that's not how prayer works. Now, you might have some moments where you ask God for something once, and He does it. And how awesome is that? I remember uh, a number of years ago, I had this system behind my ear, and I had it for years. I just, and the doctor said, it'll never, it won't go away. If we remove it, it'll most likely grow, get, um, grow back. And so I just like, all right, well, I'm going to ask God. I'm just going to ask God. I didn't know, no, no big prophetic word, no, no international Benny Hinn moment. It was just, I'm going to ask God. God, would you heal me from this cyst? And, and like a couple of weeks later, it actually it just went. It, it just it went. It just it popped, went, and it was all, all gone. It hasn't come back since. Simple. And that's, that's an awesome part of asking. And I, would, I asked on a regular basis. So when you want God to do something for you, ask and keep on asking. He's a good father. You're, you're asking is not twisting his arm to do something he doesn't want to do. It's not like, oh, God, you don't like me. He already likes you. Jesus taught three particular parables or three particular ways to pray. It's a, whole, it's a whole study. He talked about how to pray to our Father. That's the Lord's Prayer. He said how to pray to Jesus as our friend. And then he said how to pray to God as the judge. Three different ways of praying out of different kinds of relationships that we have with God. But in two of them, and I want to read them to you, two of them were about persistence in asking. Luke 18 verse 5 talks about the woman who went to an unjust judge and she just kept saying, God, that to the judge, you owe me this. There's some land that I, I'm owed as a widow that's mine rightfully and I'm being ripped off and you owe it to me. And this is what Jesus said. He said, this is how you should pray. But this woman is driving me crazy, said the, the, the unjust judge. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant requests. This is Jesus telling you and I how to ask audaciously. He said, this is, the, this is the pattern that I want you to have. Just keep asking, keep asking, and wear me out, wear me down. And now God's a good God. You're not changing His, you're, you're just, there's something about persistent asking. In Luke 11 verse 8, when he's talking about a friend who's, who's a neighbor and he wants some stuff for some people who've come to visit, he says this, but I tell you this, though he won't do it for friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough on the neighbor's door, he'll get up and give you whatever you need. Why? Because of your shameless persistence. Your sh and this is what Jesus said. This is how you should pray. Like the woman who's just crazy knocking on the judge's door and like the neighbor knock, knock, knocking and saying, I'm just coming after you until you give me what I'm asking for. Ask. All right, everyone just write that down. That's your first word. Persistent, annoying, audacious, consistent, not giving up, not taking no for an answer. Ask, 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 ask. All right, that's the first one. The second word you need to know if you're going to pray audacious prayers is remind. Remind. What do you mean? Pastor, explain. I will. Thank you. Thank you for asking. <laughs> remind. Okay, because in the process of asking, there are times when God just goes, boom, there it is. Answer. Done it for you. You've got it. You're like, awesome. Thank you, Jesus. We had a breakthrough. That's amazing. Sometimes he does it and he answers prayers that were in your heart and you didn't even verbalize. Awesome. But the majority of the time, he wants you to verbalize the prayer and ask. And then here's what often happens if he doesn't do it. I'd say maybe 20% of the time, God responds to our asking by doing something. When you're a new Christian, it's more like 80%. 
That's awesome. But then over time, God says, now I want you to participate in the way that I've created you. He says, I'm a creator and I've made you creative. I've given you authority and dominion in the earth. So I'm going to get you to get something on the inside so you can create something. All right. So so he gives you a, a verse, a scripture. You're like, God, I want a breakthrough. And he gives you a verse about it. And you're like, awesome. God just gave me a promise. A promise is maybe it was a prophecy. Someone said, this is going to happen in your life. You're, you're just one step away from an incredible breakthrough. And you're like, that's my promise from God. I've been asking for that. Or you're in worship or in prayer and you can see a picture of something in your imagination. The Spirit gives you this picture and that's a, something you've got. And it's like, oh, faith came to you when you saw that picture. Or you read a Bible verse. And as you read the Bible verse, uh, the Bible says in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. So you got faith on the inside that that thing is going to happen. It came from a promise, but here you go. Just because you've got a promise doesn't mean it's suddenly a reality in the natural. It's a potential now because God's, you, don't, you don't need to ask so much anymore because He's given you a promise. But now your, your prayer is going to change. You can keep asking. This is not like, oh, you can't do, you've got to do one or the other. You can do all of these things. But this is what you do. You remind God. You gave me a promise, Lord. As like one of our young kids when they were young and even not so young. Hey, Dad, you, you promised me that you'd take me to McDonald's after church one day this month. You promised me. And they're like, and I'm like, oh, I did too, didn't I? And on the way home from church, we're go- you remember, Dad, you promised me. And then they pull out the, you're a man of integrity, aren't you? You're a man of your word, aren't you? And they know how to press the buttons. And so much of your prayer to God is like a kid to a parent. Well, you're not, you're not like, you're not paying out on God. You're not, you're not questioning whether or not He is a promise keeper. You're just reminding Him. You're coming to him and say, Father, you gave me that promise. This is what it says in uh, Isaiah 62, verse 6 and 7. I've posted watchmen on your walls, Jerusalem. Day and night they keep at it, praying, calling out, reminding God to remember. They are to give, I like this, to give him no peace. That does sound like my little kids. Give him no peace until he does what he said until he makes Jerusalem famous as the city of praise. Remind some of your prayers. Lord, I'm just reminding you today. I know you're a promise keeper, God. I know you fulfill your word. I know you watch over your word to to fulfill it. I know your word won't return to you void. I'm just reminding you of what you said to me. I'm reminding myself in the process, but I'm reminding you. Danielle and I went through a, 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 a number of miracle stories to get different houses that God's blessed us with over the years. But one of those particular ones, we, we, it looked impossible. Uh, this particular house, we really felt like it lined up with everything we were asking for. It looked impossible. Uh, we were sitting all sorts of setbacks and nothing happening. In fact, the opposite happening. We're getting kicked out of short-term rentals because of pets and stuff. And so uh, all the opposites happening. And we got this great scripture. It says this in Psalm 79. How long do we have to put up with this, God? This is, the, this is a reminding kind of prayer. We're at the end of our rope. You're famous for helping, Lord. 
Give us a break, God. Your reputation is on the line. Oh, a little sassy. God doesn't mind a little bit of sass in your prayer. He doesn't, mind, he doesn't want vanilla prayers. Come on, He wants some prayers with sass and personality and faith in them. Your reputation is on the line. Pull us out of this mess. Forgive us of our sins. Do what you're famous for doing. Oh, that's a great prayer. I'm reminding you, God of your promise and who you are. Do what you're famous for doing. That's number two word. First word for every audacious prayer, you got to know how to ask. Second word for every audacious prayer, you have got to know how to remind God. And here's the third word. What do you think it might be? Don't worry, I'll tell you. It's declare. It's declare. It could be prophesy, but I'm going with declare. Declare is this. This is where God goes, all right, for a while I answered you and you weren't so much involved, you just did the asking. Then you, 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 you grew and you grew and you kept putting it onto me to act by reminding me of my promises. You're like, come on, Lord. You said all your children will be taught of the Lord. This one's not being that kind of taught of the Lord. So you reminded God, this is what you said. But then God said, there's another zone that I want you to be in. It's the, it's the zone where you speak things into reality. It's the zone where you declare things. Ezekiel chapter 3 is one of 37, I'm sorry, is one of the great scriptures. I'm going to read it a little bit right now uh, and, and just talk about it. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord. He set me down in the midst of the valley. This is Ezekiel, a prophet, prophet, and it was full of bones. And he caused me to pass by them all around. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And indeed, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I, I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin, put breath in you, and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So God gave him a promise. He said, now here, I, I'm not going to bypass you in this miracle. Up until now, I've just done it for you. I've, I've bypassed you and I've acted on your behalf. But in this particular moment, I'm going to work through you. I'm giving you a promise. I'm giving you a prophecy. I'm giving you some words. I could speak to the bones, but that's not what I'm going to do right now. You're going to speak to the bones. You're going to take the words that I'm saying and I'm going to put them in your mouth, as it says to Jeremiah, and you'll build up and you'll pull down. You'll establish and you'll, and you'll break things down. You've got the power of God in your mouth and you will declare. So that means you'll declare. And this is what it goes on and it says, So I prophesied as I was commanded. I declared as I was commanded that, and, as I, and as I prophesied. Someone say, as I prophesied. As I prophesied, come on, there was a noise, a suddenly a rattling and the bones came together, bone to bone, and Stephen Furtick wrote a song about it and it's amazing. Rattling. Indeed, as I looked, flesh and sinews and skin and, and, and it came alive. And so, and then and then it was it was this new this body, but it still didn't have breath in it. And God said, Now prophesy breath into it. Why did he do that? 
Because often a miracle is a progressive thing. Often a miracle is, okay, here's that phase and you prophesy it into being and then you've got to declare the next miracle and prophesy that into being, but it's you declaring. So this is what happens. There's no sense declaring if you don't have a sense of faith in your heart about something. Oh, I've tried that. Oh, I, de- I declare, the word just dribbles down my chin. There's no faith on it. Don't go trying to declare until you've asked God, you've got, you've got some faith on the inside. You've been reminding God. And, you got, and then, then you've got some faith on it, and it looks a bit like this. The Bible says we're seated with Jesus in heavenly places, high above all principalities, powers, rulers, and, the dark, and, and spiritual hosts in the heavenly places. So you're, then you're up above looking down over demonic forces, looking down over circumstances, filled with faith, and you're prophesying. And those words, you're like, oh, I'm feeling it, baby. I'm speaking the Word of God. Don't try and pretend you're feeling it. Now, you can, you can speak it because God says it, but there'll come a moment where you're like, ooh, faith's come into my heart, and I actually am believing what I'm saying. And when you do that, it creates, right? Now, let's get the band up as we come to word number four. Jesus said it like this, I want you to speak to the mountain. He didn't say talk about the mountain. He didn't say, ask me to move the mountain. He said, if you've got faith in your heart and you speak to the mountain, it will be literally cast into the sea. That's not metaphorical. He said, if you've got that kind of faith where you're speaking, your words have the same creative power that God has if it's God's word in your mouth. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, it's time you did some declaring. Oh, wow. Okay, it's a bit hard with masks. I hear you. The last one is this. The last one is praise. Praise. These are four four words that everybody who's going to pray some audacious prayers needs to know. The first is how to ask. The second is how to remind God. The third is how to declare or how to prophesy what God said. And the fourth is praise. Praise is the ultimate. Praise is is where you know on the inside you've broken through, but you can't see any evidence of it yet, but you just are so confident. There's no need to pray about this anymore. There's no need to ask God to do it anymore. You've seen it. You sense it. You feel it. You you just know it's going to happen. So you just make the decision, well, I'm going to praise you for the breakthrough, God. I can feel it. I'm seeing it. Lord, I'm praising you for revival in C3 Powerhouse. God, I'm praising you for all the things things you're going to do. And you give Him praise. I love Psalm 30. David says this, I will exalt you, Lord, for you rescued me. You refused to let my enemies triumph over me. You heard me when I cried to you and you restored my health. This is one of the great scriptures that Danielle and I have spoken for many years in our family when we need a health breakthrough. And I I love that it starts with, I will exalt you, Lord. I will exalt you, Lord, for you refused to let my enemies triumph over me. I will exalt you for you rescued me. It's a powerful prayer. That's the place that God wants you and I to live out of, a place of praise. God's got this. God's got this. So as we come a little bit later tonight to pray, I want you to remember audacious prayers. Know to stand and See God bring salvation because you've got, sal- you've got it on the inside. There's a place often praise is a sign of trust. It's, it's almost higher than faith. 
I'm just praising you, God, because I know you've got this. I'm worshiping and giving you glory. I'm creating an atmosphere where you can come and move. Holy Spirit. Can we stand to our feet right now? I will exalt you, Lord. Ask and keep on asking. Knock and keep on knocking. Seek and keep on seeking. Father, right now, just close your eyes. Father, right now, your word says you have not because you ask not. I'm asking for your presence to come. God, I'm asking that faith would rise in hearts tonight. Faith would rise. You're for us. All things are possible. All things are possible. That turnaround, it's possible if we're just persistent, persistent, persistent. We love your Holy Spirit. Just while we're standing here, I, wanna, I want you to let God show you a picture of what He's got for you. Some of you, you've written down things that you're believing for God to do in this fast. Just let Him give you a picture of it. Right now, there's a prophetic anointing in this room. Right now. What does it look like? What does it look like as you break through? What does it look like as God answers your prayer? What does it look like? Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. We bless you and we honor you. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise right now for every prayer He is answering, every promise He's fulfilling. Give Him some glory, some honor. Amen.